praise God. Praise God, praise God. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Faith Over Facts. It is an amazing experience to be in the presence of the Most High God. I am Apostle Robin Renee Wilson, and I am super excited to be here with you on this morning. You know, our hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. We are to keep our focus, keep our minds, keep our hope on Yeshua. He is the only way. He is the only way. He is our peace. He is our our hope. He is our joy. He is our tranquility. We need to learn how to rest in the Most High God. He is with us. And I am super excited about our, our topic today, Stuck. How many have you, how many times in life have you felt yourself being stuck in a particular situation? I want you just to kind of think about a time or two where you felt yourself just being stuck, being in the place of just being captive. And you're just trying to figure out why am I captive? Why am I stuck in this place? I don't want to be stuck here. I want to go forth in the things that I know I'm called to go forth in, but I'm stuck in this place. So I really want us just to think about that. What is it? What is it that caused you to get in that place, to get stuck? You know, what, what brought you there? You know, and so today our topic is stuck. And I wanted us to kind of talk about, I looked up some words that, that, you know, that are the same, is the same, same meaning as stuck that you might not say, well, I'm not stuck. So I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a read out some names right here that I looked up. I studied and was looking up some stuff. And I said, let me look up and see what else is stuck. What, what other feelings can you feel? So, cause a lot of times people say, oh, that's where stuck is kind of like, you know, it seems like too much, you know, it's overkill. But I wanted to say, sometimes you might be stuck and you don't even realize that you're stuck. So one of the first words that I looked up, it was frustrated. Have you been frustrated? Have you been frustrated with life? Have you been frustrated with yourself? If you have, you've been, you're stuck. You're stuck. That's the form of being stuck. Frustration. Amen. Feeling like you're in a cave. You have, you feel like that you're in a cave and you're just all by yourself. That's the form of being stuck. Trapped. Trapped is another one. We already, we kind of knew stuck and trapped is like the same. So that's kind of like kind of go hand in hand, but sometimes frustration and feeling like you're in a cage, constrained. Have you ever felt like you've been constrained? Just like, you know, like, okay, when is it going to be my turn? Why am I stuck in this place on my job? Why do I feel like everybody else is moving up and all this, everything is going on around me. And I feel like I'm just constrained in this one spot, like this one position. I want to break free from this one position. That's a form of being stuck. Capped up, unempowered, unempowered you know like you don't have any power you're like you don't have any power to keep going moving forward just like just stuck in that same ruts in that same place um hamstrung hamstrung is one of the ones and paralyzed that paralyzed one i tell you that paralyzes a secret weapon that paralyzes to keep you bound because of fear how many times have you felt stuck of fear you know Fear of change, fear of moving on, fear of that thing that that you know that God has placed deep inside of you that you need to go forth in, but you just have a fear of just moving forward. It's like I don't know if I want to do it. I just I don't know if I'm um have enough education. I don't know if I have enough charisma. I don't know if I have enough pizzazz. I don't know if I have the look. I don't know if I have the what it takes 
to move forward. So you become stuck and complacent in that place. Hopelessness. Just having no hope, no hope. Just hopeless, like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I guess it will happen. You know, have you been in that place? Helplessness, like, you know, like, am I ever going to get help? <laughs> am I ever going to get through this situation? Am I going to always be bound in this situation? This form, all of these things are a form of just being stuck, just being stuck. And the, the Yeshua doesn't want us to be stuck. Yeshua does not want us to be stuck. He died and rose again on the third day. So we could not be stuck. He doesn't want us to not have, be frustrated with life and be trapped and, and just feel captivity. He, he, he broke the, he, he, he took the keys back from hell so that we wouldn't be in captivity. He, 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 he paid it all on Calvary so that we wouldn't be stuck and in captivity. I want you to realize he doesn't want us to be paralyzed. He healed the paralyzed man who was paralyzed. He healed, he brought healing because he doesn't want people to be stuck. I want us to understand we need to stop looking at what could not happen or what's not happening fast enough or, and look at what he has for us. Amen. He doesn't want us to get to a place where we don't see ourselves the way he sees us. Amen. Stop looking at that. And I, and you know, the spirit, the scripture um, is really sticking with me is Proverbs three, five, and six. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to thy own understanding, <clears throat> but in all your ways, acknowledge me him and he shall um, direct your path and he shall make your path straight. He wants us to begin to submit our ways and, and trust him and, and lean to him and depend on him solely. We need to put our trust in him. And the reason why we become stuck is because we put our trust in ourselves, We put our trust in others and we become stuck because our faith and our, and our, we need to not trust in man, but put our trust in God. God, Jehovah. And when we get to the place where we put our trust, our solely trust, I mean, in him alone, stand alone, hands down, just put our trust in him, put your trust and faith in him. That's when he began to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you won't even have room enough to receive because you recognize that I can't put my trust in man because man will fail me, not sometimes, but all the time. But if I put my trust in Yeshua and in Jehovah God, my peace, everything I need, everything that I'm in need of will come to pass. Amen. He wants to bring it to pass. He wants to begin to move on your, on your, on your, in your life and bring things to come to pass. So you unfold it right before your eyes, but you have to get your eyes off of your problems and get your eyes off of everything else. You know, I was thinking about a lot of times people are stuck because they're looking at what somebody else has. You know, they're looking on Instagram, you're looking on Facebook, you're looking on, te- on the television, you're looking on the big screen in the, in the, you know, on the, on the, um, in movies, you're looking, you're looking on magazines, you're looking at couples who you desire to be married, you look at other couples like, oh, look at them, they're married, they're happy. You're looking at people who are dating, you're looking at so much different things, you're looking at people with op- job opportunity, you're looking at so much. And you like, well, when is it going to be my turn? Stop looking at everybody else and begin to focus on the most high God. Begin to focus on God alone. And when you begin to seek him and pray unto him, then everything that you come in need of will come manifest itself down to you. But you have to take your eyes off of, of your, yourself. <laughs> you know, when you're stuck, it's because you, you're, you're self-centered. 
And he doesn't want us to be self-centered, but he wants us to be God-centered. He wants us to take our eyes off of ourselves. It's not my say don't look at yourself and look at yourself or admire yourself. I'm saying don't get to the place where you're looking at yourself and others and you're not looking towards the hills, looking to the hills from which comes your help and notice your help coming from the Lord. And he's the one that will break you from that, that, um, that rut of being stuck. Amen. So stop looking at, at Instagram. I, I I was talking to one of my friends or, and even a family member this week. She said, I look at Instagram and I, and I just get upset. Why? Because Instagram it's lies. Half the time, it's not even all what it was wrapped up to be. Some of the stuff is just, they only going to put the good stuff on there. You know what I mean? I know I do. I put my good stuff. I don't really put the bad stuff there. Sometimes I do. I might share a testimony of something I overcame, but that's just me. But a lot of times people are not going to tell you the bad. They're only going to tell you the good. But one of my daughters, actually my baby daughter, she said, mama, share your bad testimony. Share, share some stuff that you've been through so that other people can see that if you made it through, they can too. And I said, you know what, Toy, that's pretty good. I like that. You know, because sometimes you share only the good stuff and then you don't share the bad. And people are like, well, am I ever going to make it? Am I worth it? Am I worthy? You know, it was funny because yesterday the Lord had me wear this shirt and this pants. It was crazy. It was just, I don't know why he brought it to my attention. He just led me to put on this outfit and I had these pants, these leggings, and they had lips all over, like little kiss lips all over the pants. And then I had a shirt and it said, I'm worth it. And, I, you know, I'm, I've told you before, I'm all about affirmations and speaking life over myself and others. And so I'm, and I'm like, well, my outfit, I had on kisses and I'm worth it. And, and I was like, look at my outfit today. <laughs> what did I put on? He said, love it on yourself, you know, love it on yourself and knowing that you worth it. It's important. I said, wow, that's amazing. Cause you didn't, you never know who might've looked at my outfit and needed to see the kisses and needed to see, know that I'm worth it. I noticed when I was walking in the mall yesterday, people was looking at my shirt, look at that shirt. I'm worth it. Yes, I'm worth it. And so are you. I want, you have to get to the place where you realize that you are worth it. Say, I'm worth it. Point to yourself and say, I am worth it. I'm worth it. And I'm worth not being stuck. I'm worth not putting my focus on what everybody else is doing and actually putting my focus on what Jehovah has for my life. I want the best for my life, not what looks good for everyone else. It was glittering and shining and, and uh, sparkling for someone else. I want my life to shine. I want the best things in me to come out. And if you're stuck in a relationship that's, that's, that's um, abusive or, you know, and it's not bringing the best out of you, then guess what? You're stuck. You need to get out of that relationship. Any Anytime you're in any relationship, be it a friendship or even a companionship, they should be building you up, not tearing you down. If anyone speaks negative over you, you don't need to be in that relationship. It's abusive. And you, and you become stuck in that thing and you start seeing yourself the way they say you are and not the way Jehovah sees you. Amen. I felt like he wanted me to go there. with Because sometimes we're looking for validation from man. We're looking for man to approve us, but we don't need to be stuck on what man says about us. We need to be stuck on what Jehovah says about us and how Jehovah sees us. Amen. Get to the place where you put your hope on the things above. You put your hope on how Jehovah sees you. I want you to understand that. It's so important for us to see ourselves the way he sees us. Amen. Because a lot of times we get, we see people, on these social grad um, medias or on social media or 
or um, or television or whatever, magazines or whatever it may be, or even driving down the street in that car. They have your dream car. You're like, oh, I'm never going to get there. Or you driving, like, am I ever going to get my house? Or am I ever going to get my spouse? Or if I'm ever going to have a baby? Don't get so caught up on all of that negative and start speaking, I am. One day I will have my spouse. One day I will have my car. One day I will have my, my dream job. One day I will walk in this way. Get to the place where you really see yourself the way God sees you. It's so important for you to understand that because so many times we get, we, we get, we get become complacent and we lose focus and we lose focus and we get frustrated because we don't see ourselves the way we should see ourselves. So our focus is all, our vision is all scattered and, 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 and blurry and we don't see clear because we're looking in somebody else's lenses. And he wants us to begin to look in the lenses that he has just for us. This is how we have our own, um, um, like, um, with the fingerprint. That's our blueprint. Our life is our own. And we need to begin to live our own life. Because whatever it is, if you're stuck, I feel like the Lord is telling me to share this. If you, When you become stuck, then you're not allowing someone else to be blessed. Because you're stuck. And you're not doing what you're called to do. And somebody's waiting for you to figure out who you are so that you can help them along the way. See, that's the problem. So many times we're so stuck looking at everybody else and we don't see our own strength and our own powers to where we're losing out. And we can't bless someone else for with the strength that we have. He wants us to get to the place where we get unstuck so that we can bless someone else. Because being unstuck is not about you, but it's about helping someone else get unstuck, encouraging someone else to see their worth. Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of times the enemy, he comes to do three, three things. What does he come to do? Kill, steal, and destroy. You know, that's his job. And he also comes to torment, <laughs> torture, and twist stuff around. So what you think you see is really not what you see. And it's twisted around. And he will come to torment you like, oh, you're never going to get there. He, he'll come to um, um, torture you like, oh, you know, make you stab you, make you feel, oh, I'm never, you know, you just all jacked up because you're focusing on what the enemy's telling you what you're not going to be. But I want you to understand the enemy, he comes to trap you through torture, torment and twisting but but Jehovah comes to give you life and that you might have it more abundantly so I want you to understand if you're not walking in full abundance if you're not if your focus is not on the things above then you and, and you're and you and you're not moving forward you're feeling yourself paralyzed in some areas you feel hopelessness and you feel helplessness and you feel um trapped then you're stuck and we need to get you out of there. You know, we need to get you from that place because when you are in that place, what, what comes from there is, is depression. You'll find yourself sad and always oh, head bent down and frowned up and not smiling and, and woe is me. And, you know, how, how, who do you, I, when I think of that word, woe, when I think of that little phrase, woe is me, I, I, it's a couple of people that come to my mind. They always, woe is me, or, you know, I'm always... No, it don't have to be you. Start seeing yourself the way Jehovah sees you. That little woe is me is a form of depression. And that sad little face trying to get that, it's, it's all about attention. Get the attention off of you in a negative way and begin to have the attention on you to build you up in a positive way. You will never come out of the season of stuck being stuck if you're always woe is me. Begin to see yourself and speak life over your life every day. 
I am worthy. I am somebody. I am beautiful. I am fearfully, wonderfully made in the image of the most high God. I know who I am and get to the place where you're not complacent and stuck and recognize it's not about you. Today was hard for me to get up to. I woke up today. I was like, oh, here we go. I'm tired. We work and we had the conference last week and, and work again and, and my job and and family and everything else, I'm tired and preparing for the next thing that God has me to do. And I and I really woke up like today. I looked at myself in the mirror like, really, Lord, I, I look a mess. I'm so tired. And I had to literally press my way. It, I was I almost was stuck. You know, it was like I don't know if I want to get out the bed. I don't know if I want to just get up and go. But it wasn't about me. I'm here today because it's not about me. It's about you. Because it might have been something. Because if He gave me stuck, that means this this word is for, for somebody. If it's for four people, it's for somebody. It doesn't matter if it's for one person it's for somebody I had to come forth with this word because it was somebody you that he needed to hear it and so with whoever it is God wants you to get unstuck he wants you to see yourself the way he sees you if you might be in a financial jam you might not know how, how your next bill is going to be paid he got that too <laughs> he said he doesn't want us to lack nothing you know you might be lonely and you and you and you just want to be you want to be in a relationship he has that too whatever it is that you find yourself in rec recognize that Jehovah has you and trust that he has you and he's going to work it out for your good. So I'm here today, not for me, but I'm here for today for you to encourage you today to let you know, get unstuck today. Get unstuck. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I want you to begin to see the reflection, the way God sees you. See yourself as the way he sees you. Amen. See, I want you to have sober thoughts of yourself. I want you to begin to see yourself in a way and look in the mirror and say, you know what, and, and begin to reflect. Amen. That's going to be something I want you to do today. Look in the mirror and just look at yourself and see yourself the way Jehovah sees you. Amen. Get to the place where, you know what, look, I, I, I needed to see myself the way. How do you see me, Lord? Because right now I really don't see much. Be honest. I need you to be transparent. I need you to be transparent and truthful. Be truthful with yourself. Get in today. Your assignment is to get in the mirror, look at yourself and begin to see who you are and see if there's some, any areas that you're stuck in. Me, I'm stuck on sweets. I need to get free from some sweets. I need to get stuck. I need to be free from sweets. I love them and I need to be free from sugar. Amen. So I recognize I got to do better with this thing. You know what I mean? I can't allow, you know, you know, sweets or whatever to keep me bound. If I'm fast and I'm cool on sweets, I don't have to do But once I got that fast, where's my cookie? Where's my cake? Where's my pie? You know what I mean? And so that's, I'm stuck and I have to get out of that. What is, where are you stuck on? What do you, what do you need to work on? You know, and, and begin to ask Jehovah, what is it that he desires to, get, to bring you out of? We all have something that does not bring us, bring him full joy and glory in our, out of our life. We need to bring the full glory and joy out of our life so that others can see. Amen. Others can see. Look at yourself with a sober eye. Look at yourself with a sober eye. Really see yourself the way he sees you so that you know how you can be unstuck. Amen. It's a couple of scriptures that, you know, that I just really touched my heart as I was studying because I don't want you to be depressed. I don't want you to have low, a low spirit. I don't want you to have sadness. I don't want you to have your head down. I don't want you to be trapped by the enemy in that, in that, with that spirit of, of, um, the spirit of, of, um, of being stuck. I just don't want that for you. I don't, I don't want you to have a low spirit. I want you, the spirit to be uplifted. Amen. 
Ephesians 3 and 12, it tells us, Ephesians 3 and 12 tells us, in him and through faith, in him, that's the key, in him. We can't do this thing on our own. In him, amen. In him and through faith in him. So in him and through faith in him, amen, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. So that means when we go out and we look in that mirror and we see ourselves and we stand before that mirror, we need to go in him with faith in him. Not the enemy whispering in your ear some stuff. I'm talking about really look in the mirror and see yourself with confidence the way he sees you and begin to have him speak to you of how you can how you can be free from some things, some areas where you feel like you're stuck. Amen. I want you to feel free. I want you to be free in some areas, freedom in some areas of, of being stuck. Amen. Joshua 1 and 9, this is one of my favorites right here. It says, Joshua 1 and 9 tells us, amen. It says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, all caps. That means Jehovah, your God will be with you everywhere you go. Amen. Jehovah will be with you everywhere you go. Amen. There's nothing you can go, nowhere you can go where he won't be with you. Even in that in that dark place where you feel you alone, he's with you. He's waiting on you to look to him. Even in that dark spot, he's waiting on you to look to him. Amen. He's waiting for you just to call out to him. Amen. He wants us to know wherever we go, he's there. His presence is ever is forever present with us. Amen. I love him because he's he's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He's open and nipper. He's ever present in our life. And we have to understand that he's everywhere we are. He's with us and we're not alone. And don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to know that he's he's with us. Amen. Don't be afraid to know that he's with us and, and grab a hold on to him. And don't be afraid to tell him, Lord, I feel this way. I'm, I'm, I feel this way. I'm broken this way. Why am I in this situation? I need, I need, I'm, I'm friendless. You know, I just want to have a friend that I can call my own. I'm hum husbandless. I'm wifeless. I just want a wife. I want a companion. Lord, I, I, I feel like my finances is not the way I need it to be. Lord, I need you to help me in that area. I feel like my health is not the way I need it to be. I need you to help me. Get whatever it is. Call it out. Begin to call that thing out and allow him to bring you out of it. Amen. Be encouraged. Just be encouraged today. It's very important to be encouraged. Don't be discouraged, but be encouraged. Amen. For the Lord, your God is with you everywhere you go. So it's no need to be discouraged because you have hope. You have love. You have the protection everywhere you go. If he's with you, because God is love, you're going to be fine. Amen. Amen. Because he loves you. Isaiah 41 and 10 tells us, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. He, he, all your strength you need is in him. He will give you courage. He will give you the strength to get out of that situation. Amen. I will uphold you with my right hand. His right hand, the right hand represents power. He will uphold you with his right hand. Remember, God is always faithful and present. He's ever, he's, he's, um, he's just ever, always in, in, in the, always in the in your um in your presence he's omnipresent he's omnipresent he's always there amen wherever you need him he's there hold on to him amen Jehovah has you 
wherever you are, Jehovah has. If you on a college campus, he has you. If you on your job, he has you. If he if you're in your bedroom crying, he has you. If you if you if you're in in a stuck place, he has you. Wherever you find yourself at, he has you and grab a hold of it. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 tells us, but he he said to me, My grace is sufficient unto you, for the power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I burst all of my glad gladly about my weakness, so that the Christ's power may rest upon me. Amen. That that is why the Christ for Christ's sake, I delight in the weakness. He delights in our weakness. He wants us to come to say we're weak and we don't and we can't do it without him. You know, you think, well, I'm weak. And that's what he wants you to be. He wants you to be weak. Because once you acknowledge that you're weak, then he can make you strong because your strength comes within him. Amen. Your strength comes from within him. Amen. So it's okay to feel like you're weak. Amen. And in, and in result of hardship, persecution, or difficulties, it's okay. Let him know how you feel. Let them know that, you know, I'm having difficulties. I'm, I'm having hardships right now. I'm being persecuted. I'm insulted by this person hurt my feelings when they said this or, or they did this to me. It's okay. Let him know. Lay it all out at his feet. Fall on his feet and just begin to cry out to him and let Jehovah know how you feel. It's okay. Then I am strong. When you, for it says right here, for when I am weak, I am strong. <laughs> That's deep, huh? For when I'm weak. I'm strong because when you acknowledge that you're weak, he makes you strong. Because you recognize that you are nothing without him. You can do nothing without him, but you can do all things with him. So when you recognize that you're weak and you can't do nothing without him, then that's what makes you strong. Amen. That's what gives you the courage and the strength to fight on. Sometimes you just got to realize it's time to fight on. Amen. It's time to fight on. Amen. How do we get unstuck? I have some a couple of things that I want you to write down. If you haven't already been taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want you to, this is really good because how, how can I how can I get unstuck? Do some self-reflection, like I shared with you earlier. Look in the mirror and, and self-reflect. And you might not have physically some I wanted you to physically look in the mirror, but in this in this part, you don't have to physically self-reflect by looking in the mirror. I want you just to look at your life. Do some self-reflection. Look at your life and see, why am I stuck? Why am I complacent? Why am I in this spot? Why haven't I moved forward? Why? So begin to look. You say, well, God is still working on my husband or God's still working on the job. God might be one trying to work on you. How about that? That bad attitude. You know, that pride. Come on. He might need to cut it down because you're so prideful. You think you miss Goody Two Shoes or Mr. Goody Two Shoes. Come on. You, you got it all. You all good. No, you're not. <laughs> And sometimes God has to deal with you. So that's why you stuck because you, because you, 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 cause you think too highly of yourself. It's not low, not, not humbly seeing yourself the way he sees you. So do some self-reflection. And after you do some self-reflection, begin to jot it down, write it down with you, how you see yourself. Amen. Begin to write it down. Begin to write it down. That's the first one. Self-reflect and then share it with a family member or a friend. After you begin to write down, say, you know what, this is how I see myself. Get an accountability partner. Get somebody that will make you accountable. So when you when you get off a little trap, they can pull you back in. Cause they don't want help me when I feel like I'm getting back stuck in that place. Have somebody help pull me back in. It might be a friend. Sometimes family's a little too close. 
So it's up to you. If you want a family member, if you want a friend, it's okay. But whoever that that person that can make you accountable, that's who we want you to um to begin to talk to them about it, share share it with them. Amen. And be uh, second, this be willing to work on you. Just be be willing. You have to have a willing heart. You know, you have to be have a willing heart to work on who you are. Amen. We know our soul. You know, and a lot of times we stuck because of soul ties or we stuck or so different things. And we, we, we know our soul is what is our soul, our will, mind and emotion. So, you know, sometimes we got to get that mind, our will, mind and emotion together. So we have to be willing to sacrifice our will and be willing, <laughs> willing to just say, you know what, Lord, whatever it is you have for me, I'm willing to sacrifice it. Be willing to work on you. Get yourself together. Willing to, you know, not only call me here. It's, some people, it's easy to dress up. I feel like the Lord showed me a vision of a person just putting their makeup on, doing their hair, putting their best suit on. If it's a guy and they Stacey Adams, I'm coming up with some stuff. But, you know, and and sharp. But inside, they they just stuck. The outside, they look good. The inside is stuck. God doesn't want your outer side, outside to look great and your inside to be, you'd be stuck emotionally. He wants you to be free completely. Amen. Amen. So begin to work on you and take a risk. Take a risk. It's okay. Take a risk. Take a risk. It's okay. So I'm just going to take a risk. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this risk. Amen. And, um, and have a talk with God. Just literally talk with him and just tell him all how you feel. Cry out to him. Say, Lord, this is how I feel. This is how I, after I did my reflection, my self-reflection, and I'm working on myself, or you you might want to talk to him before you work on yourself. Lord, after you do your self-reflection, you might just want to have a talk with God and then, you know, begin to start working on yourself. But take that risk, amen? Take a risk, amen? Find out what your purpose is. As you talk to the Lord, Lord, what is my purpose? Why did you create me? What was I created for? And sit still enough for him to share with you what he created you for and your purpose, amen? And then be passionate about it. You know, once he tells you who you are, be passionate. Be like, okay, I'm going to work towards this. Have some passion, have some fire behind it to get so, so you can work towards it. Amen. Push yourself to, to shake some stuff up. Do something new. Don't always continue doing the same old, same old thing. That's another thing. You stay stuck because you're always doing the same old thing. You're going to go back to it. So do something new. Try something out different. You know, do something different. And then don't be afraid to leave behind anything or anyone who's who's that's going to bring distraction. If they're not bringing constructive constructive to you, being constructive, <laughs> if they're being destructive, let them go. If they're bringing distraction, let them go. Amen. It's okay. Let it go. It could be whatever, food, drugs, a person, place, or thing. Let it go. Amen. Let it go. Be willing to change even if it's the small things. Just start with small stuff. You know, it could just be something real, real small. So, you know what? I'm, I just, I'm just going to start with some small things. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to change with this one little area. I'm going to work on this little one little area. And it's okay. Work on that one little area. You'll be surprised with that one little change will be so monumental in your life. That one change. You know, that one little thing that you change will be the best decision you ever made. I, I noticed what God was fighting with me to get um, a booking system from my, from my business. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I got the booking system because I'm obedient. I'm a hot mess, but I'm obedient. 
So I got the booking system, but guess what I was still doing? Controlling my booking system. So I got the booking system like he told me to get, but I'm still putting my clients in my book instead of letting them book on a, their own appointments. And I'm like, okay. He's like, okay, so, okay, so Robin, you can't put old wine in new wine skin because all the content is going to burst out. So you got your new booking system, but you still doing the old stuff you used to do. God, we can't do what we used to do and expect change. And so once I release, I had to take my hand off and that little pride, not pride, that control off of it and release it. Then now my book system is running beautiful. Why? Because he was trying to bless me all along, but I was trying to put old wine and new wine skin and I was messing everything up. So what happens is I changed something, but I was still doing the same old thing. So once you change, then you got to change with the change. That's good. Write that down. Once you change, then you have to change with the change. Amen. You can't stay doing the same thing. You have to do something new. Amen. You have to do something new so that you can see the results of it. So sometimes you got to leave a, leave, leave behind how the Bible said childish behavior or childish things. But you have to leave behind things that's going to cause you to get off track and, and lose focus so that you can just... Begin to leave stuff behind. Be willing to change, even if it's small, a small change. Ooh, and this one is one of the hardest things right here, getting rid of clutter. Sometimes you got to get, get rid of clutter. What is getting rid of clutter? Those thoughts, clutter in your mind, your mind all over the place. You just all clutter mind. Just, oh, your house can be clutter. You can have stuff all in your room and in your room. and your, You can't concentrate in clutter and mess. You have to, you this organization going on in your life. I tell people all the time when I coach them, sometimes you got to let go of clutter. You got to get rid of some stuff so that you can see clear. If your life is all scattered and you all over the place, then how are you going to be able to see clear? God wants you to be able to have a clear mind. So that means you got to get rid of clutter. Start getting rid of some stuff. If you got to get rid of two things at a time, sometimes if you got to get rid of two things to get to bring two new things in, but, but I mean, things that's benefiting you get rid of old clutter, busy clutter, confusion clutter. And sometimes you need to get rid of five things and then be, and, and then you be like, wow, I just got rid of five things. I got rid of two things. And now I can, I can actually see, get rid of distractions and, and clutter relationships and things that doesn't mean you any good. Amen. Get rid of all of that stuff. If, you know, sometimes we stuck because we lost a level and we still stuck in, oh, I wish they were here. And sometimes we're stuck in places of, you know, um, well, you know, they let me go on that job and they said I was, you know, I was always late. That means well, your next one, show up 20 minutes early. You know what I mean? 30 minutes early. You don't have to stay there because that's what they labeled you as. Change who you are. Change how you see yourself and how others see you. Because how one person sees you doesn't mean that's how everybody's going to always see you all the time. Begin to see yourself the way Jehovah sees you. Amen? And most important, help someone else. You know, help. Once you get uncluttered, <laughs> you get unstuck, you know, help somebody else get unstuck. Help somebody else and encourage them to be unstuck, you know, encourage them that, you know, to be able to see themselves the way that you learn how to see yourself. Say, you know what? I, I had to turn. I had to take some time and reflect. I had to take some time out for me and realize that I'm important. 
And so many people, they put everybody, relationships and jobs and, and children and so much before themselves and before God. The Bible says, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind and all your soul. Second, the same, love your neighbor as thyself. You got to get to the place where you loving yourself and loving and loving your neighbor is like you love yourself. You don't want to see them stuck. And this is how he loved you. And he allows and his love for you helps you love yourself. Because if it wasn't for the love that he had for you, and then you wouldn't even love yourself because you would know how to love. He taught you how to love because he loved you so much that he gave us his son who died for us. So he taught us how to love. He taught us unselfish love. Amen. Amen. And sometimes, you know, you get to the place where you need to just go talk to a therapist or a coach. It's okay. It's okay to release it. I was sharing with someone last night because she was stuck in some stuff, childhood, some things in childhood. I said, baby, go talk to somebody. It's okay. Sometimes you just got to release that thing, you know, and just let it lay, just let it all lay out and let, it don't matter. Just let them, let them get rid of it, get it out of you so that you can be free because so, God has so much for you to accomplish and become. But if you don't have, if you're not walking in true freedom, you're going to be stuck and you're not going to be able to get out and you're going to be trapped in that same place. And the, and the devil's going to be lying to you and you're going to end up being your mind all scatterbrained all over the place and not understand what's, what, where you're going, how you're going to go because you, because you, you're stuck. So I want you to get to the place where you understand the importance of talking to a therapist. A Christian therapist will be great. You know, you know, talk to a, a coach. I'm a coach. Whatever you need. I'm not a therapist, but I am a coach. So whatever it is that you might need, find someone who you could talk to. Amen. Praise God. He just wants us to be unstuck. If if anything we're supposed to be stuck to, it should be, guess who it should be? <laughs> it should be stuck to God. Stuck to God. That's what you should be stuck to. Not stuck to with the haters, what they lie, how they lied on you. Not stuck to your offensers. Not stuck to past relationship naysayers that past the that past relationship that past hurt that job that car that house that friend that divorce. No, he wants you to be stuck on him. That's get stuck to Jehovah, Amen. That's get stuck to Jehovah. Well, you know that's all I have today. We're gonna we can do a little worship now. But if you would like to leave a seed, you know, please do so. It should be on the screen. We pray that we'll put that on the screen for you. But that's, that's all I have. I, that's all he gave me. He just wants you to be unstuck. And, you know, and and if you have a couple questions, I, I, I could definitely answer answer a couple questions. You can put it in the um in the chat. But I just want you to understand the importance of just being free. Don't worry about how people see you. Only worry about how God sees you. You know, whatever Jehovah is saying, he's calling you to be know that that's what he's calling you to be. And, you know, you might've been in a situation for a long time now. And you feel like, when am I going to come out? It's been 10 years, Robin, how much more time? It's okay. It's okay. You can come out if it's not too late. It's you still have time to come out. You don't have to be stuck no more. I decree and declare on your real life right now that you do not have to be stuck another day. You don't have to see yourself the way you've been seeing yourself with the sadness and depression. I want you to begin to see yourself the way Jehovah sees you and walk in the victory, walk in true victory. Amen. Amen. So if you would like to leave a seat, please do so. We're going to go into worship. I'm going to begin to pray as we're worshiping. I'm going to be praying over, um, just praying over you.
Father God, my prayer over the seed that you if that you'll bring forth. I don't know if you feel like that um God is there's um, a particular number that he's giving you. Say, Lord, I've just been stuck for this long and I just want to be free. Pray to put a seed on it and, and name it. Name your seed. Say, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be unstuck in this area. And just put a seed on it and begin to and, and sow your seeds into the ministry today. But I want you to understand that it's I decree and declare that you will no longer be stuck. And 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 you know, and walk in it and walk in total freedom, knowing who you are, because he doesn't desire for you to be stuck. He desires for you to just be free. He desires for you to fly. Amen. Amen. I'm super excited for you. We're going to play a little worship. Father God, I just thank you for your children of God, that you have brought them and drawn them here on this morning. I pray that they're unstuck and they see themselves the way that you see them. And you say that they are. I began to pray that they begin to decree and declare who they are in you and began to worship you for you are the great I am. And there's nothing that we can ask for that you will not provide for us. Your love, your compassion, your peace, your grace, your mercy, your gentleness, your courage that you have given us, Father God, lives in our spirit. And I pray that we will go forth in the things that you're called us to go forth in. And I pray that we will press our way no matter how it looks. And I pray that we stay encouraged in every area of our life. But as we go forth in worship and we bless your people, Lord, I pray, have your way, have your way in the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, I do pray. I pray for each seed that comes forth. I pray for each life. And I thank you. Amen. Amen.